The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and video teachings, visit mountainpark.org. Welcome, Mountain Park. Welcome to our celebration of the greatest news in the world. And congratulations to you for coming to the greatest celebration of our day. All the other ones were okay. This is where the party's at, right here, 7 o'clock. You come and it's dark outside. This is what a Christmas Eve celebration is supposed to be like. My hat's off to you. Uh, so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. If you have been pushed, pulled, or dragged here by a family member or a neighbor, we are so thrilled that you're here and uh, thrilled to be able to celebrate Christmas with you. Uh, if you have uh, uh, not been with us this past year. We've done a series throughout the whole year called A.D., Anno Domini. Uh, we've called it 2012, the year of our Lord. And this whole year, we've been talking about Jesus. For the past few weeks, as we've been launching towards Christmas, we've been in a series called, simply called Advent. And if you can see from the graphic there, A.D. is found in Advent. Advent means coming. And so it's the coming of uh, Jesus, who's the one who reset our calendar. I mean, he's the one who reset human history. He's the one who uh, we are celebrating today. And Jesus came as a very unexpected king. Uh, he was born, as we all know, in a barn. He was born in a barn, and uh, they expected him to be uh, come into this world as royalty, like royalty. When the Queen of England comes to the United States, she brings 4,000 pounds of luggage. 4,000 pounds. She brings two outfits for every occasion. She brings a funeral outfit just in case somebody dies while she's there. She brings leather toilet seat covers to be used whenever necessary. She has her own hairdresser, two valets, and multiple other attendants. A visit to the United States could cost up to $20 million. So those of you gentlemen who uh, feel like you're married to someone who's a high-maintenance traveler, uh, they've been outdone, absolutely. But that's what they expected the Messiah to look like, to come with that kind of royalty. And he came in a very unexpected way. Everyone's expecting him to come in this way, and God chose to become uh, human through the person of Jesus in a very unexpected way. Uh, there are some unexpected things that happen at Christmas in our, just our regular celebrations of Christmas. A number of years ago, my dad gave me a package. It was about this big, and it was wrapped. It was about two weeks before Christmas, and it was a present for my older brother. And he said, Alan, I, I want you to take this and wrap it in any way you'd like to make it difficult for your brother to open. So I said, Yes, sir. You have the right man on the job here. At the time, I worked at a packaging warehouse. And so I had access to a lot of materials. I used a whole lot of tape. I used multiple uh, uh, papers and boxes. I used wood. I used screws. I used wire. I used metal. I used anything I could get my hands on to make this as difficult as possible for my older brother. I used about $50 worth of uh, warehouse materials in order to create a box that was impenetrable. And I was pretty excited about it. After all, I love my brother a whole lot. Yes, I do. So Christmas morning came around, and I was super excited. I was more excited about that one box than any of the other uh, gifts that were for me. And I looked over at my brother and said, 
Merry Christmas. Woo, this is awesome. And I looked and I had given it to my dad. And again, the box is about this big now. I had given it to my dad. He put one final wrapping around it. And on Christmas morning, I leaned into the box, looked closely at the tag that said, To Dear Alan. You see, my name is Alan. And, and, and see, uh, so uh, my brother looked at me and went, because <laughs> he was in on the deal the whole time. So two weeks, I'm working and working. And then the whole thing was for me. It was like the end of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. No! No, con! It was uh, this incredible, um, uh, unexpected experience for me. Now, there are unexpected moments that happen at Christmas. I want to take just a moment here. I want to bump up the house lights because I want to do a little audience reaction with you all. And I would like for you to kind of engage and think about some answers to some questions, and I'd like you to kind of shout them out so as we interact a little bit here, okay? So imagine what, what would be the most unexpected gift that one could receive at Christmas? What would be an unexpected gift? Doesn't necessarily have to be something you have received, but what would be a surprising thing to open up? Anybody, just shout it out. Underwear, Underwear. That's a, that, that happens. A flamingo, a donkey. A rock, okay, good, that's a cheapo gift. Okay, uh, you guys are awesome. It's a seven o'clock crowd, I can't even keep up with you. Somebody over here. Uh, how many? A stink bomb, okay. I thought you said a snake bottom, and I didn't know what that was, because they just go. I didn't know that there was a bottom. So, oh, over here, somebody yelling? Hot lava. You'd need a really interesting box to hold that, wouldn't you? Hot lava. Okay, a couple more. Somebody else over here? What would be an unexpected gift? An alligator? I heard a toilet. Somebody said a toilet? I've never heard of someone receive a toilet for Christmas. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, you crazy 7 p.m.ers. Albert Einstein. Awesome. Okay. Okay. How much sugar have we had today? Just wondering. So wait, 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 wait. Let me give you a couple other questions. So a toilet would be an unexpected gift. Let me give you a couple other uh, questions I want to get your feedback on. Hello. Uh, at Christmas time, there's often an unexpected announcement that is made. The people have gathered, and, and we want to make a memory out of this, and so an announcement is made. What would be an unexpected announcement on Christmas morning? Imagine. What, what, what might it be? Over here, anybody? What, what's, it, what's that? No marshmallows. <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? That would be so sad. Okay. No Christmas parents? Uh, uh, a marriage? A, a proposal? Yep. Somebody's pregnant. Okay, good. My mom's not pregnant. You, okay. Somebody else here? No presents. The whole uh, coal situation. Somebody over here? No? You're all looking at me. It wasn't me. I didn't say anything. I didn't. Don't go to the other section. Go to the other section. Okay. Uh, okay. Somebody over here. An unexpected announcement at Christmas. The second coming of Christ. I want to know who's making that announcement. That would be, be great. Pardon me? Nothing got charged. You mean like batteries and stuff? Oh, it's all free. 
So the, 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 the idea there is an announcement that, hey, all of your Christmas presents, nothing got charged to your credit card account. It was all free, so you should have bought more, I guess is basically what that one might be. So that would be a great announcement on Christmas morning. Nothing got charged. It's all clear. Okay, one more question. We are all going to experience Christmas in a similar way here. We're going to be in a living room, most likely in some area of Phoenix in the United States. What would be an unexpected location to experience Christmas? Something different than what uh, most of us are going to experience. Something unexpected. Anybody? Alaska? An underground mine? Very good. The basement. The basement? There is no basement here. An airport? What did you say over there? Ireland? Underground in Congress, okay. Somebody said we're celebrating Christmas. Okay, one more out there, what I hear? Onion rings, okay, good. I'm start worse, I'm losing you. Okay, you know what? I like Alaska. Somebody over here said Alaska. And so let's, let's, uh, let's imagine this here. This would be a rather unexpected Christmas. Folks in the back there have been kind of grabbing some of these, and we'll see if we put up here. So the unexpected uh, a gift is a toilet, and the announcement is that nothing got charged to your credit card. And all this, this is happening in Alaska. Now this would be an unexpected Christmas. Wouldn't it be great if we had an improv comedy group come up and, and, and that our Christmas Eve skit or play would happen right here, made up based on what you just said from these words. Now, that would be rather interesting, wouldn't it? That would be rather unexpected. Improv comedy is hard, because they got to make it up absolutely as they're going along and stumble uh, over whatever everybody else is saying, because the whole thing is unexpected. That's what makes it so enjoyable. It's like life. It's unscripted. The whole thing is just kind of, it's, it, it's got this unexpected moment in it. And there's a little bit of tension when you're watching it, isn't there? I mean, I know some of you, you're experiencing some discomfort through the unexpected way that we're celebrating Christmas Eve. And maybe some of you, you brought friends or relatives, and for the last 15 minutes you've been thinking, why can't they just sing songs like normal church people? What's wrong with them? There's this level of discomfort. But the unexpected is good. It's good. It's fresh. It's, it's good. With regard to comedy, it's that tension that makes things funny. With regard to movies or stories or books that you're reading, it's that tension that makes things exciting and makes things enjoyable. A story of just watching somebody reading a book doesn't grab you in that way. But in life, sometimes when we experience that tension, we try to avoid it. But it's the unexpected moments in life that can be the most enjoyable. A day that is, that is completely expected, it goes exactly as expected, is a day that kind of disappears. It's just gone. Those days just, are just gone. I've done a number of weddings, and it's the weddings that are perfect that are the most forgettable, actually. It's when something interesting happens. The unexpected kind of allows things to pop up and get more of your attention. Part of the way we celebrate Christmas here at Mountain Park is we do something called Angel Tree, and I know a number of you participate in this. What it is is it provides uh, presents for children whose uh, parents are incarcerated over the holidays. And so what you do is uh, folks would go into the lobby and get a card that would have a, a gender and an age, 
And so you would buy presents for that child and provide for them uh, over these holidays when they may not uh, have anything. My family got to do this a, a, a number of years back. We actually not only bought the presents, but we got to actually go to the house, and we had bags full of presents, and uh, they had uh, two children there in that household, and, and uh, when we went and met them at the door, it was a grandma and grandpa who were there, and they invited us in, and we were pretty reluctant. We went, didn't want to impose, but they insisted, and so we went inside, and we got to meet grandma and grandpa, and we got to meet the two little kids, and it was a very uh, memorable uh, moment. And then I, I said, hey, can we just pray together? I just felt comfortable doing that with this group. And so we all held hands and we created a little circle around there. And my family of five and therefore we gathered around. And my uh, middle child named Martin was four at the time. So this is a few years back. And he said, Daddy, can I pray? I thought, oh, this will be sweet. This will be great. And so he was holding hands. And he said, he said God, Thank you for this family. Bless grandma and grandpa. Bless these kids because their dad's going to be in jail for a long, long, long time. Amen. <laughs> How do you follow that up? All right. I mean, it was a very unexpected moment. But I tell you, all of us who were in that room that day, and certainly our family, will remember that moment for a long, long, long time. There's something about unexpected moments that pop up, even though they stir up a little bit of discomfort. In our Christmas story, in the Christmas story that we find in the Bible of the birth of Jesus, there are levels of discomfort in that story. For Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men, they all believed that this baby was the Messiah that the people of God had been waiting for for centuries. They believed this was the Messiah, but many did not. Many God-loving, God-fearing people did not believe that the Messiah was born in that stable. And make no mistake about it, it's not because they or the Jewish people since then, it's not because they're disinterested. It's not because they're not willing to look into the information or the data. It's not that they're slow. It's that the story was so amazingly and remarkably unexpected. Let me read a, uh, a few verses from the prophet Isaiah who wrote about 600 years before the birth of Jesus. He writes, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. And then later on he writes, the Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel. All the people will know it. Now those are kind of some unexpected verses to be read on Christmas Eve. It's not typically verses that you would read. It's found in Isaiah chapter 9. And in between those two verses, Isaiah says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now for those of us who believe that Jesus was born as the Messiah in that manger, we know what Isaiah was saying there, 600 years before the event, that a child would be coming who would be the wonderful counselor. Those of us who are followers of Christ understand what Isaiah was saying there. But we always take that verse out of context. 
We always pull it out of Isaiah 9 and not in the context of what was being talked about there. And if you read that chapter and the chapters before that, it wouldn't be crystal clear what the Christmas story is going to be like. It wouldn't be crystal clear that there would be a teenage girl who would give birth to a baby in a manger in a stable and there would be a little drummer boy nearby playing pa-rum-pa-pum-pum, just kind of our picture of what the whole thing looks like. It isn't crystal clear that that's, that's what's going to happen. Now, there are plenty of prophecies in the Old Testament that are fulfilled through the birth of Jesus Christ. And the book of Matthew explains many of the prop- prophecies that are fulfilled, and it's an amazing story. But even with those prophecies from the Old Testament, as we saw in Isaiah chapter 9, it wasn't crystal clear what this was going to look like. God showed up in a very unexpected way. They were expecting royalty. They were expecting the Messiah to to come in a certain way. And God showed up in a very unexpected way. Why would God do that? Why would God, who knows what people are expecting, choose to show up in the form of a baby in a manger? Maybe he was trying to radically get our attention by doing something that we were not expecting. Maybe he wanted to say from the very beginning of of Jesus' time here on the earth that he is like no other God because no other religion, no other faith system has a story anywhere close to the Christmas story. Nowhere. Not even close. So what are your expectations of Christmas? What are your expectations of your Christmas Eve celebration? I mean, you're here. I'm thrilled that you're here celebrating with us, and you have an expectation because it's a candlelight service that we're going to hand you a candle, and we're going to light those candles, and we're going to lift them up and sing, yes, we're going to do that. You can have that expectation. Perhaps you're, you are here at uh, 7.30 plus, and you uh, have small children with you, and you have an expectation that they are going to get restless about uh, 10 minutes ago. Maybe there's an expectation of that here. What's your expectation for tomorrow? What, is your, what do you expect to think about with regard to Jesus? I mean, is Jesus and his birth truly going to be a part of your time? Are you going to light a candle together as a, as a family? Does, do you plan on thinking about Jesus tomorrow? Or is the expectation you're going to roll in tomorrow and there's going to be so many presents and so much food and so much traveling and so much cleaning up that it's just really not, it, it's not going to be about Jesus? I mean, what's your expectation for the day? What's your expectation for 2013? If you are a student, you're in elementary school, you're in middle school, you're in high school, what is your expectation as you roll into the second half of this school year, as you roll into 2013? Do you expect to have good intentions with regard to making good decisions, making decisions that that have been taught to you by Um, leaders here at the church or by your parents, decisions that will honor God? Do you expect to have good intentions with those, but you know from past years that peer pressure is so enormous that you're probably not going to have good decisions? Do you kind of expect that's what's going to happen in 2013? What about those of you who are young adults? You're, You're in your 20s. What are your expectations for 2013? Do you expect that once again you will kind of feel like Jesus and this whole uh, uh, church that represents him is just kind of irrelevant for you? It's fine, it's great, but it's more your parents' faith than it is your faith. 
Do you expect that, that, that you will not be gripped by the story? That your heart will not be, be moved so radically by this amazing story because you just don't feel that, that, that it's part of your journey yet, that you're not ready at this point in your 20-somethings to make decisions on who you're marrying and what your job is going to be based on who Jesus is. You're just not quite there. The whole thing is not connecting with you in that powerful of a way. Is that the way you expect 2013 to look like? What about those of you who have had a number of Christmases that you've seen in your life, and you've seen many New Year's days and New Year's resolutions come and go? Do you expect your faith and your story with God to be similar to what it has been for years and years and years? And maybe, it's, maybe it's pretty good. Maybe that's decent. But do you expect it to be what it has been in the past? What if God wants to have an encounter with you that is so far outside of what you're expecting in 2013? that you're expecting a certain thing? What if God wants to have an encounter with you that is totally unexpected? That you're launching into tomorrow and into the rest of this year and the beginning of next year with an expectation of how God will look and feel and how you're going to experience Him. But what if you're wrong? Like those, like folks were, who were anticipating Jesus, they were wrong about what He was going to look like. He came as an unexpected king. And maybe God is going to come in an unexpected way and be a part of your life in a way that you were not expecting. What if? What I'd love to do with you as we uh, get close to finishing our time here today, I, I would be honored to be able to pray with you as we close. But I'd like you to stand where you are. Would you just stand up? I invite you to just bow your head wherever you are in your faith journey and um, I would just be honored to pray over you. Would you bow your heads? God, we are so thankful for your story. It is just an incredibly creative and unpredictable story. It's an unexpected story of how you created life, of how you developed a nation, how you had a baby who was born as part of the legacy of that nation who had become the, the king of all kings. And the story of Jesus is such an unexpected story, God. Thank you that here 2,000 years later, we continue to celebrate that story. God, I pray for uh, persons here in this room who, who are ready to just break free from their expectation of who you are, that, that we've put you in such a small box and you want, to, you want us to break out of that. May we experience something that goes beyond our expectations this year. Come and meet us in that place, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.